Google postpones return to work until October. Facebook follows suit as well, and they will require vaccinations or there's going to be a lot of manual testing that employees will have to do. Check in and tune in to our latest market updates. Every 12 o'clock Friday Pacific time, I go over the latest market updates related to what is happening with the Bay Area real estate, any of the activities that have been going on on my end personally that I want to share with my audience, along with general market trends and data so that you can see for yourself, where are things going? Are things going higher, lower? How is inventory? You get a pretty good sense when you tune into this report every week where we actually look at the data. But for this week, some big news. We all know that the Delta variant is spreading. Now, this is, seems like it's much more of an issue for uh, those that are not vaccinated. So we are seeing this across the board. You're seeing examples where the federal uh, governments, uh, state agencies, now a lot of companies are requiring vaccines for people to return to the office. If they don't, there will need to be administering tests like the COVID test to be able to work to the office for, you know, if they don't want to have it for whatever reason, you know, unless it's for like religious or other uh, health reasons at the moment. You know, I don't know why people would not be okay with it. I think there's like over a billion people that have vaccines now all across the world. So it doesn't make it too much sense for people that do not have it. But uh, certainly a lot of people have the shots. And so this is happening now, even for those that have the vaccines, it looks like that Delta variant may impact people. So people will get sick and will still transmit. However, it seems like at the same time, um, the, the effects are not nearly as bad if you weren't vaccinated. So what is the big tech companies doing? They're delaying the return to work from, uh, usually it's actually about the September timeframe, but now they moved it to October. At the same time, a majority of the move was going to be happening in October either way for a lot of these companies. So they do require people to be vaccinated. They do want to certainly continue to reopen. There is no uh, change from that perspective, but they have moved it back and they will require vaccines. Facebook follows suit. Facebook requiring U.S. employees to be vaccinated, to return to work. Um, different areas outside the U.S. will react accordingly, uh, depending on the, the local policies. Apple as well will be delaying it too. And other tech companies are doing something similar. Some may push it out a little bit further out. I think Lyft, as an example, has decided to push it out uh, a little bit further, like at least a few months. But the big tech companies have pushed it back basically about a, by about a month. Apple is the same thing. Apple actually reported this last week that they'll be returning uh, back to the office a little bit later. But you may also notice yourself as you drive by, there is a lot of uh, people that have been back to the office. So it really does depend on the company um, and their policies. But a lot has already returned. I've seen a lot of parking lots already filled. So I think that's just for the general remaining amount. But there's a lot of key uh, services or People have already had the option to be back in the office and they uh, are back now and they want to be back. So something interesting to see from the company's move perspective, it seems like what is the benefit though of this, at least for a home buyer or investor? You may notice that interest rates have actually dropped again. So we saw this story play out last time, right? What happened in covid the last time around when things were really bad and really unknown. Well, uh, interest rates have dropped tremendously because the government kept printing money, but also the confidence level was lower. So that was certainly a big factor. And what does that mean for people in the Bay Area? 
you can see this note, have Bay Area homes become more affordable? Affordability, affordability is a relative word for many people, of course, but it also is dependent on income. We don't talk about this a lot, but people in general, especially those that uh, work in tech, have done better than ever. I mean, look at all the IPOs that happened not long ago, where there's Snowflake IPO, Robinhood IPO, and there's all sorts of companies that you may not even know of that have IPO'd in the last year. And if you look at all the big tech companies, look at the recent reports that Facebook, uh, Google has had record earnings, record growth. YouTube, I think, grew faster. And it's like bigger than like Netflix. It's like absolutely incredible. And they're a huge company already. So a lot of companies have done better than ever. And what does that mean? Employees have done better than ever. They've saved more money. They make more money. And so while the housing prices have increased, it also depends on you know what what type of properties have increased. You know the the levels between condos, townhomes, and single family are all in different uh, levels of growth. And so that's something to be mindful of. But you can see the year over year wage increase has been ten percent, twenty percent in San Mateo County, right? Which is where you know a lot of very very big, especially biotech companies, are based out of. So you can see this the the growth of income has been very very stellar. Um, and so hence why you see prices continue to do very well um, uh, in general all across the Bay Area. So from a that's what I've always told people, you know, when people ask, like, Bay Area is so expensive and things like that. Well, you know, if you have the ability to earn the income or the opportunity to earn this kind of income, it actually makes it, especially with houses, how they have increased over the last four decades, about six to seven percent. It's been very, very favorable, not just from an investment perspective but also for a growth career and income perspective. And so when people look at the whole picture and they see that, then it's, you know, it's been very affordable for a lot of people if you wrapped your head around it and understood like it is what it is. Um, you know, fortunately for a lot of my clients and a lot of people in general, you, there may be a stigma of what prices are, but relative to income, it's a lot lower than you know places outside of the Bay Area. So something to be mindful of as people complain about prices here. Uh, it's all relative to the income in that particular area. Now, at the same time, one of the one of the things that has happened is Bay Area cities are the only major metros where rents are still heavily discounted. So a lot of places. Uh, so this is this also goes back to to that aspect of saving more money. Like some people have actually earned more money than ever before because they work in tech. They pay less in rent because some people have decided to leave. So there's more savings than before. And never mind if you actually left outside of the area, your rent is even lower. So still interesting to see. They are rising again. And it all depends on what kind of property it is, right? Like as I mentioned, single family is a different store than townhomes and small condos and small apartments. So something to be mindful of. Google plans to extend its campus, which may become unsafe as sea levels rise. Oh my, there's a transcript to, to, to hear about the city planners, but also the development of uh, these big tech companies. Moffitt Park, which is home to a lot of uh, commercial space. So places like uh, Google, Cloud, Amazon, Microsoft, Rambus used to be there, but Comcast is there. And they keep wanting to build there because, you know, there's no residential space. 
there is still a decent amount of land, but it's a very, very high dense area of development. And there's also a developer that is very, very bullish and wants to keep developing for these big tech companies there. So they continue to build there, but at the same time, um, that area itself is a, you know, a little bit tricky. If you actually look at it from a map perspective, it is very close to the bay. So a little bit more prone to flooding and things like that. But then again, you know, as you can see, Google had quietly bought more than 70 properties out there worth almost $3 billion in that one area. So they are heavily invested in that specific spot of Moffitt Park in Sunnyvale. But then there is the you know issues of possible flooding. So I suspect that as sea levels rise, that we will uh, hear and see that there may be opportunities where Google will put in more money and help with some of those issues that may be in the future. But make no mistake, they will continue to build out there and continue to expand out there. And so will other tech companies. They will continue to do that because it's one of the very few areas that is very dense of where a lot of talent is and there's still room to grow. So with that in mind, um, you know, Sunnyvale will do very, very well, uh, especially in the next couple of years. So this has been an interesting uh, story, which is, um, you know, a wild 15 months, right? Pandemics first conversions of offices to labs. This has been happening across the board uh, all around the peninsula. So if you think about San Mateo County, San Mateo County has done very well because it's the prime location. Even though the office space has not been as desirable, the biotech scene has boomed and will continue to boom. I'm very, very bullish, especially my my, my previous background uh, of my undergrad was actually in biotechnology. It's about time that we're going to see a lot of innovation and a lot of things happening, especially as CRISPR takes form, especially as a lot more developments happening. So the life science industries just does not have enough space at all. Like anything that is life science related will get gobbled up instantly. And so a lot of the builders, a lot of the building owners will do everything they can. Of course, it's not easy, but they'll do what they can to create lab space, to create the necessary things for these companies to continue to expand there. So the faster they do that, the faster uh, those offices get filled up. And if you think about it, this is not as much of a remote working kind of environment, right? I mean, if you're working in a lab, can't just do this from home. You can do that a few days a week, but you definitely need to come into the office. And so we are seeing a lot of that activity. Um, just drive around the peninsula, look at South San Francisco, look at Oyster Point, look at, uh, I think it was the Ex Alexandra Life Science Building. I think that's in next to 101. Just see all of that. That's all almost fully occupied and it's, you know, it's been moved in already. So really incredible to see. Very, very bullish still in San Mateo County. Um, yeah, there's going to be a ton of traffic and a ton of jobs that continue to be there. The last news I want to bring up is California housing. Future San Jose BART station sparks plans for new homes. So what happens when it comes to new BART? I mean, take a look, right? This is very clear. Look at Warm Springs BART station. Look at uh, Milpitas BART station. Look at Berryessa BART station. What is all around it? All around it is a bunch of apartments, a bunch of condos, and some townhomes, but mostly condos. And why is that the case? It's because the density has been rezoned for that, for that to, to one, make it more of a reason for the BART station to extend, but also almost requirements to do so. So what does that mean? A lot of developers will have the opportunity to develop there if it makes sense for them to do so. And so we have a, we have a lot of activities because that 
future San Jose Bar Station, I mean, God knows how long that's going to be. I don't know, maybe five to ten years. I mean, it's going to be a while. But it's already having news, you know, at the at this moment. You know, the, the one of the main developers here, which is actually Jerry Strangis. Uh, Jerry Strangis, I've actually met with this individual. I mean, incredible, very long-term thinking individual. Um, I mean, does great projects. For those that don't know who he is, he is working with the family who has did a long-term project, the development of Communications Hills, which, as you all know, was a massive development. It is a success story for everybody, right? I mean, there's like going to be, I don't know, three, 4,000 homes on that hill in San Jose. So absolutely incredible of his, I mean, him and the family of a long-term thinking, right? I mean, because that's a 30-year that's a development cycle of Communications Hill. Now, this is going to be way smaller, maybe like a, a decade uh, development cycle, but uh, really, really cool to see a lot of these activities. But do not be surprised, any future BART stations will have a lot more density, and it'll be mostly, you know, condos, apartments um, that'll be springing up. So be mindful of that. There's one more future BART station in Fremont, too. I think it's in between, like, Warm Springs and the Fremont bar station. There's a, there's one in between. Um, so there'll be another one out there. That's probably another five years or something like that. Now some personal news. I'm always very excited because it's a, it's, it's, you know, these are always great honors. You can kind of see from my feedback, you know, it means a whole lot for everybody that tunes in even occasionally from time to time or tune in repeatedly. You know, it's, it's because of you guys and your support that I'm able to help so many people and just get started. We are just getting started. Uh, there's a lot of people for us to help, and we do this show to be able to give people a competitive edge, and hopefully you'll find the opportunity to want to work with me, either on buying or selling a house, and we will ultimately stay in touch that way. So if you like this video, be sure to hit that like button. If you have not subscribed, be sure to hit the subscribe button on YouTube or on the podcast, as it greatly means a lot. But Air Aria, which is the Asian Real Estate Association, this is... Uh, a group actually, I'll share a background, you know, in 20, let me think 2019, 20, no, 2018, 2018 was my very first, uh, real estate convention as like a realtor convention. So back in 2018, I got to go there. I wasn't actually a realtor yet at that time. Uh, I was doing like house flips. I was in the business of uh, that side of the business at that at that scale, but I went to the event and I, the one of the first things I saw because I had a huge banner was this Aria A list, and what they would do is they would get the top producers across the country that are are in Aria to you know be on this list because it's obviously a very very prestigious and notable thing to recognize top producers, and so uh, you know when that happened, one of my goals is I got to get on this list ASAP, and within two years, which was you know, for everybody that doesn't know is, is an incredible quick amount of time. You can see this was all data from last year or actually about 2020, basically of closed in 2020. So you can see I did 32 transactions per side. So 22 sides for a total, as you can see, I'm 19th on the list, 40 million of la on last year. Now, for those that don't know this year, year to date, we're already at over 50 something million. So we've already surpassed last year. So our goal this this year is by the same time next year is hopefully we have a good shot of being in the top 10. And it's not without your support and your you know your help and obviously me working like like a crazy person working 7 days a week and basically as long as I'm awake 
to be able to achieve these goals. But our goal, hopefully next year, is to be in this top 10. So, that, so then we get my picture on here. It'll be super exciting. It'll be super cool. Um, but obviously, these are some incredible producers, people that I follow. And uh, that is our goal for next year. But for this year, pretty cool to see, right? 40 million was last year's you know, volume production as a solo agent. Um, no, it, it's all it's all because of you guys and the support and all the clients I've helped and you know all the friends now I've made because of this business and industry. Uh, you know, very very thankful for you guys and we're gonna have a lot of parties coming up. So get ready, we are starting that um, before things get too crazy again. So a couple of news about what has happened this week. Uh, new listing came up. 986 Nettle Place in Sunnyvale, three bed, three bath, single family home, as you can see here. Uh, we just hit the market on Wednesday. We're gonna have an open house this Saturday and Sunday from one to four. So if anyone you know that is looking to move to the area or they're considering to sell, of course, reach out to me. I'd love to help. But this is listed at 1.99 million. It's gonna go fast. We're likely to have an offer deadline mid next week. So anyone you know that's looking for a great house in Sunnyvale, be sure to check it out and uh, hopefully just see you there. We'll be open. No need for appointment. But if you know of anybody that wants to move to the area, uh, drop me a note. Send me their contact details. So I'll be sure to uh, you know, allocate the time to be able to chat with them uh, when they arrive. So that's uh, this week. And a few closings happened this week. So a few stories. 1030 Light Belt Court in San Jose. This was a great story. We got this very quickly. Um, in the sense, like this was their first bid. They went to go see a few houses in one weekend and first try, boom, got it. And this was kind of overlooked, you know, really, really exciting. We got this appraised for like 960 and 969. It was much more than uh, what we what we bought it for, which is always a surprise and it's always a pleasant surprise. Um, but uh, it's a great um, townhome. Uh, you know, they've been renting for some time. But what's really cool, what's really inspiring is, you know, a lot of my clients, you know, they may be in their 20s, maybe low 30s, and they're already in the aspect of homeownership, at least having that mentality. And that's a really powerful thing because this is a compounding effect, just like any investments. The faster that you do it, of course, do it wisely. Don't go crazy about it. But the faster you do it, the more money you start making over time, um, the more likely that you have to to trade this up for a bigger and better home in the future. Um, Cause your combination of gaining equity through this, not paying rent, paying someone else's rent. Um, and quite frankly, you're locking down incredible interest rates right now. Most people in the Bay area have very, very secure jobs, quite frankly. And so all this news and all this commotion, you know, there's different industries that impacts more than here, but um, you know, really congrats to them. First time buyers. And uh, it's going to be a great house for them to stay at until the next one. So congratulations to them. This particular house, 999 Green Street, beautiful condo out in Russian Hill. Well, beautiful in the sense, this is a great value add that my client bought and we'll do a full renovation for it. You know, it has amazing views already right now, but the previous owner has lived in it for some time and, you know, they didn't put in the required work. You know, they didn't need to, quite frankly. Um, obviously, it costs money and time to do. But for my client, they say, look, we want to find an opportunity for value add, right? The condo market has continued to pick up, especially in San Francisco. But there are a lot of places that are still uh, lower in value than where it could be. Especially this building at Green Street has the opportunity to be like way more because there are many above it that are multi-million dollars, like 
uh, over too easy, like 2.5 easy for a lot of the homes. So our focus was we weren't, we weren't in a rush to find a place. We don't find a good location that's going to be very stable. And also the ability to throw in the money, renovate it however you want, see value, value add opportunities, and increase the value. And then years later, they can enjoy it. They can sell it if they wanted to. But but a really, really cool project because we were super data-driven, right? I mean, we, we searched for maybe two or three months, looked at properties almost every week. I gave my feedback from an analytical perspective of like, hey, look, this is what I think of this home. Um, and this particular home was interesting because they had it priced, you know, if you want to take a look at the history of it, they had it priced initially, uh, kind of was removed there. So this is not exactly accurate. So they actually, they actually had it initially listed at 2 million back in 2020. They eventually low relisted it this year at 185. They dropped it really low because they were kind of doing a Hail Mary effort to, uh, you know, try to get as much as, as possible. And then we got this for 171. There were still a good a few offers because of that low price afterwards. So that was a little bit of the store of this, but I think this is going to be a great opportunity. I can't wait to see what it looks like afterwards. You know, we're going to change, do some updates with the windows. You know, that you're going to change flooring. So you're going to redo the entire kitchen. They're going to open this up, so it'll be an open kitchen, which is possible because it seemed like other um, units have had done that, and so that will be really cool to see. Um, so congratulations to them. Just closed yesterday. Drove up to San Francisco. Uh, super cloudy and foggy out there, um, but it was very cool. Um, much cooler than what we have here in the South Bay. And last but not least, a client closed finally on this one. We they were in, they were in, in contract. I think like early this year, maybe like four or five months ago. And for those that you know, you know things have been delayed in terms of the construction, but also things have been sold out far in advance. But congratulations to another client that had moved into Communications Hills. If you haven't seen, feel free to look on my YouTube channel. I have other videos about Communications Hills, about opportunities there, about the lifestyle there. It's a really cool spot. And uh, this is maybe my third or fourth client that has moved there in the last year. Um, really, really desirable spot. Lots of things to do. And you have the, the staircase. So be sure to check that out. Uh, lots of good exercising there. Perfect right now for those who want to get in shape. Okay, let's do let's run through the data real quick because I gotta get running to a appointment. Um, San Mateo County, uh, as you can see for the last week, the number of listings still a good amount, 191. But look at the amount of contingent pending, 200 that last week. Incredible figures. Now prices have dropped a little bit, but it has picked up, I think, from the same time when we looked at it last week. And we're already at the end of July. So these are pretty much finalized figures. Not as high as June, but still significantly higher than the previous months. Keep that in mind. But the idea is that if you look at things that have sold in June, it will likely be a little bit below those figures. So very, very easy to determine the value right now of homes for a single family out in San Mateo County. Santa Clara County, somewhat similar effect. The drop is a little bit more than San Mateo County, but maybe this was seasonality. Who knows? It's still higher than it was May and April, but a little bit lower than June. So it provides a good opportunity for those that have been almost giving up. It is very predictable as to what things will go for. 500 new listings this week. It is lower than it was some previous weeks. Still a good amount that's going contingent and pending. Condos and townhomes, similar effect, a drop, but not as much as single family. I suspect these figures will probably be staying somewhere flat for the summer. And we'll see what happens in the fall season. It could go up, could go down, 
Who knows, right? Nobody knows. Nobody has a crystal ball. We just see what is happening right now and what it is likely to be. Uh, Alameda County, relatively flat. I mean, look at this. Very predictable. Anything that has sold in April, May, June, it's probably going to sell for the same amount. Very, very predictable for people to see. Um, yeah, very, very predictable. So for those that are searching there, you can see still a very high amount that is hitting the market a week, 573. Lots of opportunities for those. San Francisco. So San Francisco single family has finally declined. You know, it's been red hot over the year um, and finally has declined. So you can see the question is for everybody, and we don't know the answer. Is this a summer slowdown? Uh, it definitely is a slowdown, relative speaking. But what does that mean? Does it pick things back up in the fall time? Is this a good opportunity to buy right now? I mean, you can't work both ways. I mean, I got I got to be upfront, right? You can't work, you can't win both ways. What do you want? What do you want me to say, right? You have one side of people that are like, all right, we got to get in because it keep going up, and so or they're like, oh, let's keep going up, so we're gonna give up. You have that kind of mindset, and then now you see a decline in in a in a, in a price break. Now, what do people say? Oh, it's gonna keep dropping. Like it's kind of interesting if you think about and question yourself if you're one of those buyers. Like, are you thinking that way too? Which side are you on, right? Are you waiting for a decline because you're complaining things are could keep rising? If it is, now is the time to buy. I mean, it's very clear. If you were a negative naysayer, right? You keep thinking and keep dropping, then then you might as well wait, right? I have I have no pressure or time on this. It's really up to you. So keep that in mind, right? This is as as you can see, prices have clearly dropped. So that notion of continued increase. You can you can can that myth altogether. That myth is now gone, right? It has already decreased. Now there's two ways to look at it. As I mentioned, this could be a break. So this could be the opportunity where you can get in now. The appraisal values should be really roughly as to what it was sold for recently. So there's not much of an appraisal risk as there was previous months. But it's your choice. It's your bet to make, right? Um, does it stay flat like this? I personally think it would. Uh, Cause I see all the activities is still happening of my listings. And for when I'm looking for my buyers, which I'm looking for over, you know, 30 buyers as we speak. So I see this all the time, but it's your choice to make. I just reveal the data so you can understand this yourself. And the last but not least is just take a look at Contra Costa County. This has a much bigger decline, right? So I think it's important to, to get a sense of maybe which area that you're looking at and then have a deep dive com comparables and analysis for that individual property. Because it's going to vary. I think the places further out uh, in Contra Costa County will be more negatively impacted versus the places that are closer to like Alameda County. And so something to be mindful of as to where you look to, as that certainly matters, as people have clearly returned back to the office. Well, I hope this uh, video was helpful. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode. If you or anyone you know has any questions about the Bay Area real estate market or wants a realtor like myself to be able to help, I would love to engage. My contact details are below or send me a DM if you're watching this on social media. Looking forward to help you. Enjoy the weekend and stay cool. Bye now. Thank you so much for making it to the very end of my podcast. If you are tired of renting in the Bay Area, are a homeowner looking to do a trade up for a bigger home, or are a real estate investor, I would love to connect. Click on the Calendly link and let's set up a time to talk. It's never too early to talk about options and to work out a game plan. I also do have an email newsletter, so sign up on the link in the show notes, or you're welcome to watch all of my content on YouTube. See you at the next one.